Welcome to Real Black Country and the Foreign Podcast. This is your brother, Big VJ, checking in. Today's conversation, beloved, I just want to go over some numbers with you. And, um, you know, I'm telling you, beloved, we definitely, as a village, going to have to do some restructuring. And we're going to have to really, really... Man, when I say we got to do some spring cleaning, beloved, we really have to do some spring cleaning because, um, you know, um, when some group have an agenda to take over, they're not going to lead you down the road where you can take over because it's in their agenda to take over. They're going to put themselves as the head over you and I because we haven't come to grips like that the position of power is ownership and they got us looking at the money but the money is not real we do not notice that the money is not real until we have like a it's a natural disaster something like that or you want to empower people Money doesn't empower people. Ownership empowers people. So, you know, I'm on the Twitter and I'm taking a look at the Bleacher Report. And then they got a headline. $92,000 to watch our brother LeBron break the scoring record, right? The scoring record that they're talking about is the one that's been held by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And it's like a crazy number. It's either 28 or 38 years. I don't know. That's a big gap. I know. I know. I know. I don't don't follow NBA like that no more. Or as we see on this platform, JBA. I don't watch nothing that those small hats kind of got going on. I don't watch football like I used to. I'm just not interested. It just kind of looked like... um, it looked like just um, it's a it's a brother that wrote a book called the Forty Million Dollar Slave, and it just looks like um, our people is the face of everything. Money, it's coming through hand over fist. We're getting the check, but we're not getting the ownership. So I'm like, damn, LeBron James, the most talented brother that we've seen on the big stage. They're gonna be able to charge. I'm talking about the going at stadium to see that $92,000. So I'm just like, that's, but they're going to be able to sell those tickets and sell those seats to see this man break the record. So you got to give your hats off to the marketing team at the Lakers because man, I remember, um, they did this with Kobe Bryant. When Kobe Bryant was up in age and he is retiring, God damn, I mean, I don't know who was running that marketing and the sales department. And I'm talking about, you know, they got me on that. You know what I'm saying? I had to take one. <laughs> you know, peace be upon him. Kobe is no longer here. When Kobe was making his rounds, you know what I'm saying? He, man, I had to get my kid. We ran down there and watched that game too. <laughs> we wanted to see Kobe come through one last time man we said we had to go to the stadium to see that like nah this this brother's going now that you see it again with the record you're like oh these guys is pretty sharp you know we ain't going to see that you know what i'm saying we ain't got that 92k but still 
by the time we had a chance to see him come back around, he would have broke the record anyway. But maybe all that is a different story for a different day. I'm just looking at it like this, you know. Um, them folks got us. Because now in the JBA, you're going to have other and younger black talent want to come into that league to beat that record and they're going to spend all of their years and their youth building up the wealth for these small hands man they got us i'm like god damn because if you were to put that record up in the negro leagues in the negro basketball league or he just go out and get down with cube and play the big three and then put up a crazy number it's like it's a um man i just they got us they got us, you know what I'm saying? They got us. Nobody I can even see that can be around as long as LeBron, maybe Giannis. You know what I'm saying? Because, um, like I say, I don't follow that game like I used to. But that kid, he's a, he's a horse. He's a stallion. He's going to be around a little bit. And he's uh, he's bigger and stronger than everybody. So he can, if anybody can walk that, that scoring title down, it's going to be him. But outside of him, nobody. But just think of the money to they're going to make off our brother you know you know they make the money and they give us pennies but the way that they corner these markets beloved we really watch these folks in real time you just check it out because the internet didn't even exist so after the invention of the internet we were able to see in real time these folks corner the market of the internet we just want to jump on and be a part of all this and all that. And these folks, some folks ain't, they just ain't hanging around to be a part of. These, some folks hanging around to be boss. And Lord knows, man, we got to learn how to hang around and be boss. Instagram, new invention. YouTube, new invention. Facebook, new invention. Twitter, new invention. All right. Twitter is owned by an African. Uh, that's your African-American brother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the guy. He's from Africa. He's an African. That's your African brother, right? Um, the African dude owns Twitter. All right. So then we come back around. I think he owns Twitter and uh, Tesla, right? Okay. You double back around, we're talking about social media. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all owned by small hats. Adam is over Instagram. Suzanne is over YouTube. Mark is over Facebook. Man, they cornered those markets quick. All right, they have control over. They're more powerful than the president. Because once you control these social medias, it's like, so many people is attached to the social media outlets. They, I'm talking about to the tune of hundreds of millions of people. They can control, they're more powerful than, well, I can't even say like major media because the small hats own major media too. So it's like they control major media. They control social media. Um, That's too much power. It's almost too much power. It's scary. You know what I mean? Um, because they're bigger than the law. 
Suzanne, Adam, and Mark, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, they're above the law. They're like above the law. If they want to push something, they can push it. If they want to silence something, they can silence it because they are above the law. They control the media. So, okay, like when it was time for everybody to get the pop. You know what I'm talking about? The pandemic going on and everybody, they got to get the pop. Um, Whether you got the pop or not, that's your business. I ain't talking about that. But just to think, like, let's say, well, we ain't got to just say. The guy over um, Pfizer, that's Albert. He's a small hat. And then you got Stephane, that's the guy over Moderna. He's a small hat too. So the way it's going to work is that two major companies, they're coming out with a pop they're going to give the public. Now, if the public is against it and they begin to speak against it on Instagram, YouTube, or Facebook, they just get it shut down. They can just, because the small hats run it. So it's like, it's like a, um, it's a conglomerate. It's a small hat. It's not the Illuminati, small hat or naughty. It's like <laughs> it's like they're controlling the media. They can just they can pick the winners and losers. But it's all about ownership. They can control because they own it. We come on as the talent. We we the face of this. But we be the face and they make all the money. Nobody knows who Adam is. Nobody knows who, who, who Suzanne is. Like Kyrie Irving maybe like what last week he had a glitch when um I believe like his Instagram went down for like a day, then it came back up. You know what I mean? That's an Adam thing. They can just play with the kid when they get ready. Mark runs the Facebook. They can play with you when they get ready. Suzanne runs the YouTube. So okay, you get the brother that come out, he he makes a uh, a documentary from Hebrews to Negroes. And then all of a sudden he has some issues. Nobody confronts him. Nobody, they act like the guy don't exist. And all of a sudden his channel blanks out. He got to make another one because Suzanne can sit in the back and push the button. See, it's like, that's power. All right. You want to speak against it? Where are you going to speak against it at? Black folks don't own no media thing. We so, I don't give a fuck how much you run around talking about black Twitter. You don't own it. The guy from South Africa, the, the Tesla guy, he owns the, you see what I'm saying? It's, it's, but it's not even a, it's not the biggest outlet. The, the other three own the biggest outlet. All right. So I want to talk about another art. I'm going to get past that. Right. Uh, and this, this is touching on ownership, man. This is something I've seen. This is very bugged out. This is very, this is really, really bugged out. Um, if you do come to Twitter and uh let me get this uh hold on let me type something in real quick let me see the home of elon musk the african your african-american brother i if you come to the morning brew um they got a post and the post says nike's jordan brand cross five billion dollars in revenue for the first time in 2022 wow this is an amazing accomplishment right but we're going to read a little more it didn't say thanks to his original licensing deal michael jordan will collect five percent or 256 million dollars which is more than double his career in 
the NBA earnings. It reads as follow in the last sentence is the most important to us. Over the last five years, Jordan Brand has earned more than $19 billion? Beloved, that's not a flex. Jordan don't own that. He is making... Cheat. Goodness, beloved. He's making Phil Knight, kids, kids, grandkids, 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 richer beyond measure. But the real power is the ownership. Damn, dog. You meaning to tell me you said you made all these you made all these hundreds of millions of dollars. You made $256 million last year, but you got that's only off in the the, the geez, man. Here go the crazy part. His original licensing deal. Damn, you didn't sit at the table with this devil and do a better deal? You going you still collecting 5% from your original licensing deal? Your original licensing deal. 5%? You should get, damn, dog, you should get about at least 20 to 30%. But listen, this is what I'm saying. I'm saying all that to say this. See, Phil Knight sat down with Magic too. Phil Knight, the company was like a year, two years old. Phil Knight met Magic. Um, Converse met Magic. Reebok, everybody met Magic. And Magic tells a story about, you know, Magic come from Michigan. And he tells a story about how he sat down with everybody and it was the person or the company that offered them the check. He took the check, he took the money, he went on by his business. So it's a it's like a small little laundry list of athletes that Phil Knight tried to pay in stocks. They turned it down. Now, here's the key to all that. You know why they turned it down? Because the handlers told them to turn it down. See, your handlers, these small hats that you trust so much, they're going to always coach you into taking the money. They never coach you in taking ownership. See, Kwame Brown let the cat out the bag. He was a top five uh, draft pick. And he talked about how those agents, they lead you to the money. But when you want to go into real estate, which is something very simple, you can get like if you just say, for instance, if you get drafted by the Pistons, it's nothing for two or three guys for the Pistons to go in, put a little bit of money together and they start building apartments all across the city of Detroit and just kick back and get the money for the rest of their life because they're in real estate. You know, that is one of my personal dreams to own an apartment building. You know what I mean? So if you get a partner and you get some investors, I mean, all y'all are liquid. Y'all got good money y'all work for the nba the contracts is locked in but see kwame was talking about yo the agents don't gear they don't they don't <laughs> they don't direct you toward real estate they don't get you know this agent can have uh 20 to 25 players on his list he doesn't get he, he didn't say listen if all 25 of you guys put into this you know you guys can be investors and build apartment buildings all across america that's almost like guaranteed money. He doesn't lead them in that direction. He leads them into the direction of getting the check for somebody. So they move out the way and he get the next guy a check. So when you come on and sign an NBA, they knock at Nike door. They knock at uh, they knock at McDonald's door. And then they knock at Coca-Cola door. They go sit down. You ain't going to own none of them, Jones. They just use your talent to be the face to make the people in the back the money. But when you want to be owner and ownership, they guide you away from that. So Magic even talks about that. He like, yo, if I just would have took the stock option, 
You know what I'm saying? If I'd have just took that for Nike, he's like, yo, I'd have been well over $5 billion right now. He said, but I didn't know. Of course you don't know. You're the talent. That's why you hire the guy to know. But the guy that you hired to know, he doesn't. Because they're. I hope you guys see what I'm saying. You can't get. Let me say it this way. You can't get an ethnicity of people to guide you into ownership because they want the ownership. So why would they lead you there? They're not going to have it. That's like a conflict of interest. They have it for their children to be the owner. So why would they help you be an owner or uh, help you get a piece of Nike or a piece of Reebok? Or No, they're not going to do that. But in the same breath, I'm going to show you how when the representation is different. See, 50 Cent, who's just a rapper from Queens, See, he had a different representation. So when it came with him with a vitamin water, somebody told him, no, you can take the check 50, but just take the, st- take the stock option. You'll own a piece of the company. So when Coca-Cola doubled back around to buy it, they had to pay him something nice because he had the ownership stake in it. Now, he could still could have just sat on it and just got the check for the rest of his life. But at the very least, he knew how to take the ownership option because his representation is different. He had, you see what I'm saying? When your representation is small hats, I think that is, man, I'm like, bro, 5%? I'm not saying it's not great money. That, listen, $256 million, that come out to be like, Jordan touching half a million dollars a day for every day for the rest of the year. That's a plus. We ain't saying he ain't up. We talking ownership. If you owned your brand, you could have had your corporation coming out of Chicago and you could have damn near hired all the guys that's having it. The old block guys, the Stony Island guys, the Wild Hunters, you could get Inglewood. You could damn near hire every young jit out of goddamn Chicago and they would have had employment opportunities working for Nike. Or at that time, it could have been jump brand. If you own your own company, you own your own factory, they coach you out of that. Now, just look, check this out. So this is what I'm just, I'm double backing around. I'm coming back to LeBron. They're charging $92,000 to see that game where he breaks the record. What do you think those shoes on his feet going to be worth? God damn, dog. Now, just think if he had somebody around him like LeVar Ball, the big baller brand guy, and and LeBron had his own shoes because Nike gave LeBron a lifetime deal, and they do that to keep you from becoming their competition. If I was guiding LeBron's career, he wouldn't have got no, he wouldn't, we wouldn't have did that. After he, after he finished that first deal, he at the end of his career, we're going to say, bro, we finna go get your own shoes. Because the internet is out. We can put a factory in Cleveland. You know, we can go because, you know, the Clintons fucked up the whole Midwest with the NAFTA deal. You know what I'm talking about? So many of the factories in the Midwest closed down. We can go get one of these abandoned buildings, purchase them, just get, um, you know, we can get some, um, we can get the machines that's necessary to just put in there. We ain't got to do it all at one time. We can just gradually build it up, start our own brand, sell our own shoe. Can you imagine the LeBrons? LeBrons is, is playing in the LeBrons. The sales would have went through the roof. So 
so many small hats going to make so much money off LeBron because they charged it $92,000 for the game. And then on top of that, Nike, God damn it, man. The small hats got us. Yeah. God damn, what we could have had some real empowerment. They are the blood suckers. Listen, when that man walked amongst us and he told us the 10% is the blood suckers of the poor, you can't get no realer than that. The blood suckers of the poor. Now, what they trying to give us is Bronny can make it to the NBA. God damn it, we need our own league, man. We... (laughs) <laughs> man, we need our own league, man. Those people pimping the shit out. I was like, God damn. God damn. God damn. This man is making Phil Knight $5 billion. And Phil Knight gave the man 200 million. They ain't nothing but some pimp shit. Oh. I hear the sirens, beloved. It's time to go. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a sign. I'm hearing the sirens. So it's time to go. Peace and black power to you, family. Unbelievable, man. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for hanging out. Beloved, this is indeed Real Black Content is One Podcast. I'm your brother, VJ, man. I'm going to get it with you guys later. Peace. Thanks for viewing the podcast, be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe to the channel on all social media platforms. Real Black Consciousness Real Forum. Black Consciousness Real Black Forum. Consciousness Forum. And we out this piece.